You are now listening to Home Girls Unite. Please do not listen to this podcast whilst cooking, cleaning or doing any childcare related activities. Sit back and enjoy your life. Morning, Ashlyn. Morning. (laughs) Morning. (laughs) Morning, Hannah. How are you today, Ashlyn? Feeling fucking great, I am. Oh, what have you been doing? Been running up and down the street, Tava, in the rain, you know? You enjoying? It was good. I don't know. I like, you know me, I like adventure, outdoor, anything. I'm there. And mm. it reminded me of my childhood, running, dancing, playing in the rain, you know. It was fun, but I, I couldn't run long because it was cold as hell. <laughs> I was like, if my mom finds out I'm running in the rain, the beauty who catches a cold so easily. Hmm? You who catches a cold so easily. She'll be like, you want to kill me? Even though it's me that's in the rain. (laughs) Ginger and honey. No, I'm okay. It was nice. I don't know. I think my lungs needed that fresh air because I didn't leave the house yesterday. So, yeah, it was great. But I'm back in the house. I'm not leaving again till tomorrow. (laughs) <laughs> I might even order food today, you know. Might order treat myself, you know. Oh, remember my um delivery thing that I accidentally oh, put. <laughs> if any of you need free delivery, Hannah's got you. She's she's trying to get she's trying to I fucking hate delivery her money back from delivery. So if you lot can get free delivery, Hannah a week left. I'm not gonna lie, that's the thing that puts me off buying food because I'll put in all my food and then the ch- you're telling me for I'm like I'm losing my shit because $4.99 for delivery, even ASOS doesn't charge that much. It's free on ASOS delivery, and you're here telling me because I want to eat a bit of McDonald's, I have to pay for that's the worst. It's always McDonald's that they charge the most. That they know. Is- my my food is cheaper than the delivery. Oh, that was like so basically on Friday, I think came round, and I wanted to order milkshakes from Five Guys. <laughs> they wouldn't let me, even with the fucking shit that I paid for. They still wouldn't let me. Yeah, they still did this small, small service charge and this and that and this and that, and it came to more than the milkshake. Gonna, you know what? So I'll tell you one thing, yeah. I was on, I was looking on, you know, when you buy and then it says tips. (laughs) (laughs) No, no, no. I don't even have a problem because I'm not tipping you. But do you know how much the tips goes up to? 500 pounds. You're lying. I was like, nah, you lot are cheeky. You know, there's a recession. You know what? That would have been smart. You know that time when you asked the Domino's driver to pick up paracetamol for you? (laughs) I would have been good in that kind of scenario. Tip that guy because if he brought me the paracetamol, and then I would have paid him for the paracetamol, but he wasn't having it, so that was that. But <laughs> I feel like if I'm being forced to pay for tips, I'm not gonna pay. When I was in uni, yeah, we went to Burger and Lobster, mm-hmm. and then they do that service charge. That's mm-hmm. not, by the way. If they add service charge to your thing, they should ask you first. It's not legal to just be adding without your permission. Oh, really? Yeah, and then people don't know that. 
they brought the service charge. We were like, we were uni students. We don't have no money to be doing. <laughs> he was like, you're not going to pay the service charge. We were like, no. This guy was like, why? And then we were like, because we don't have money. We have money for our food. <laughs> That's it. And then he's like, is this how you behave? You go out to eat and not pay service charge. I was like, la ilah. I thought the service charge doesn't even go to the waiters. May it like it's supposed to, but most companies they probably don't like they're not very ethical about it. And then he was like, We have to tell the manager why we're not paying service charge. I was like, Bring your manager, bring your CEO. I will tell them and all their grandparents why I'm not paying service charge. And he was making the biggest scene. I was like, Obviously, I had to go and write a review about it. <laughs> You know me and my reviews. <laughs> I've been writing a couple of reviews on recently because people have been getting to me. But oh my God. to conclude, stop stop forcing people to to pay service charges. That's my rant over. <sighs> anyway, <laughs> sorry about that. I just have um. I don't know. There's something in my heart that when people try to to cheat me, I don't like it. <laughs> I don't like being cheated, and I'm sure no one does either. So don't try me. <laughs> anyway, guys, back to why we're here. We have a guest today, and beep, 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 beep. I want to I'm going to let her introduce herself. Welcome. Hi guys, how are you doing? Hi. Yeah. Hi. How are you? I'm good. How are you? I've already asked that, haven't I? <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be one of those loops where you keep going. How are you? Good. How are you? Uh, yeah. How's lockdown? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Can I just say yes? And I feel like I need you to come out with me next time I go for dinner because I'm one of those people who just pays service charge. And exactly. you know what? You, when I need a I need a friend like you. <laughs> When they come, just face your front. Be like, just pretend you're legally blind and just look forward, don't interact with them, pay your money and bounce. That's it. That's, that's my advice. If you really need backup, me and Hannah will come. Yeah. No, don't put me in the... I, I pay service charge. Last week, I went out with my sister uh, and a friend and my sister was like, we're not paying service charge. I was like, can you tell him? Because I can't do that. She was like, yes, me, we're not paying, we're not paying. I was like, damn, okay, right. As you shouldn't. If you want, if you genuinely feel like you want to, guys, I'm not I'm not saying I don't pay service charge everywhere, but if I don't think your service was up to scratch, imagine Nando's asking for service charge. Mate, mm-hmm. I went to I went to order myself, you know. <laughs> That's the <so> true. <laughs> Do you give yeah. yourself a tip? You're like, you made me walk from this table. Amy, <laughs> I think also the fact that I work in the food industry. Yeah. I find it very tricky that the front, so in the food industry, the front of house and the back of house don't get along like that. So <laughs> the waiters and the chefs, they, they don't get along. So I think there's something there that's traumatizing me that's why I'm I'm not about the service charge life but anyway enough of the service charge um how are you what um thanks for joining us 
No worries. I mean, to be fair, separate note, I feel like I could talk about that for another hour, but maybe I'll come back and continue. <laughs> <laughs> a whole episode on service. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I learned so much. We can make it like really hashtag deep and be like, you know, finding your voice as a woman and saying what you do and don't want. <laughs> <laughs> I'm ready. I'm down, you know. Don't, don't get me started, guys. <laughs> I've learned so much already in like two minutes. Yeah, great. Um, <laughs> um, yeah hey, yeah, thanks for thanks for having me. Um, I guess for anyone listening, I'm Sheetal. I work in the charity sector by day, um, and I'm also the co-founder of a community platform for South Asian women called South Asian Sisters Speak or SAS. Um, and we do a lot of um, work supporting uh, South Asian women and kind of create safe spaces for them to kind of share mutual experiences. So I guess in a similar way that kind of Home Girls Unite does, um, mm-hmm. you know, trying to create those spaces on those platforms to have your like voice heard and to feel connected with others. Um, so that's also what I do. Just found out just before this podcast that I've met Hannah like in a different lifetime, which was crazy, <laughs> <laughs> um, which is kind of really cool to kind of, get reconnected so yeah really excited to to be here and to chat um yeah thank you and are you an eldest sister I am I'm the eldest of three girls um yeah and yeah so I think sorry what was that like growing up for you well I mean it's one of those things where it's kind of what I wanted to to talk about today actually which is you know you I think being the eldest, you absorb all these like characteristics and responsibilities and like, I guess, pressures, but you maybe can't really articulate it and can't really articulate the experience. Um, And I just think, oh, I just had, you know, I'm the eldest. Of course, this is what I have to do. And I didn't overthink it. Like, you know, in terms of like looking after the, the other two and, you know, when your parents are out, you have the responsibility of looking after the house and like all of those things. But like, I didn't really like explore what that had how that affected me as a person until like probably the last few months um which has been really interesting like my upbringing was yeah it was fine but um so I'm I'm Indian like I'm of Indian descent and but I was born here in the UK and yeah I think it was just it just felt very normal I also grew up in a very like Asian area so I think like that the the kind of expectations of the eldest and the eldest girl were so common around me that I didn't think they were like unique it was sort of like as you said yeah you just I didn't didn't really question it it was just like yeah you're the eldest you're gonna go to to uni first you're gonna get a job and then you're gonna get married first you're gonna settle down you're gonna have kids first and you're gonna Mm. make sure everyone else is okay that's just kind of like the implicit expectation and again everyone around me was like similar like in similar positions so I didn't think Mm -hmm. anything else of it and And even if you were to question it is then put back on you and it's more like oh you're the one with the problem because everyone else is doing it why is it you that has an issue oh gosh yeah and I feel I feel like I've really had that particularly in the last sort of couple of years so like a year ago I moved out um Mm -hmm. which I mean for, for for any girl I'd say actually but like for an eldest daughter to do that such a huge thing um and I'm not married I moved out single so like um and for my cult like my cultural background like you only move out as a girl if you're getting married that's the only reason um and 
like yeah that's the that's the only reason you do that and maybe if you've got a job in like a different city and you can't you know yeah that's the only other reason it's just like oh it's kind of in Manchester so I kind of don't have a choice you know like that's the yeah. only other reason but um yeah so for me that was like years of like f- well fighting my parents if I'm honest because I just wanted my freedom um mm. and it took me well since so I was out for uni and then came back home and then what where's home is it, is it in London yeah I'm from London um went to uni in Nottingham so I had to move out then because obviously it's too far um and then yeah and then you you get a kind of taste of freedom it was like the first time I've yeah. ever felt like I didn't have to look after anyone else or like mm. feel like anyone was like like watching me or like expecting me to do things and I loved it so much like moving back home was such a like harsh reality yeah. check I was like oh that was only temporary like <laughs> yeah, back home now and like I spent since graduating um yeah it was what took me six years to finally get to the place where I was like I'm moving out now and mm. just about had my parents on board but like it's kind of what you're saying earlier like I don't think my extended family are too impressed by it at all yeah, um, yeah and sometimes I don't even think my parents are massively happy but they've kind of like let me do it because I think it was just like an easier, <laughs> easier win it was just like yeah it's like it's not worth this battle anymore like let's just you know you do what you gotta do um kind of thing but yeah that, that's that been the biggest almost test of like all those I think those like ingrained responsibilities you have as the eldest because it's like that sense of guilt that came with that I did not anticipate at all um yeah it's been a it's it's been really it's been an interesting year it was about a year ago now that I moved out and um yeah that that sense of guilt where you're just like I I'm running away from my responsibilities like I'm not there if something happens like you know what what must they think of me like I'm, I'm I'm sure my aunts and uncles think things of me but you know like it's it's been such a weird um I guess bunch of emotions that have come with that like I thought it would just be like oh I'm free now I can be myself and you know not worry about people but I've got this whole other type of worry that I have now which I was like no this is what I wanted to get away from um yeah so it's been an it's been an interesting year um in that way just trying to explore that um yeah kind of can't really get away from it can you no and I think that's kind of the thing with being an eldest Mm. do you feel that now that you've moved out hi you have moved out fully now right yeah so yeah I'm but then this is the thing so like when covid hit my parents were like so worried and they like made me they were like we want you to come home yeah they're like you can't like what if you get trapped there or whatever like and then I ended up being home for four months wow Um, so did you how was that transition of coming coming back home and having to be like the daughter because you can't like I feel like because my family lives outside London Mm -hmm. so I'm in London living my independent life and then I have to when I go back home I have to like kind of fall into their lives because yeah. I feel like it's their house, so I have yeah. to follow their rules, etc. So, how did you navigate your way around that? 
yeah I think I think it's so exactly what you just said like the first so I was going back home every sort of two to three weeks for like a weekend you know just to see them and because I'm quite close with my sisters so um I was going a bit but because everything else is busy like you're all going to work you've got social life you're going out whatever like it didn't feel like too much pressure it was like oh going home for the night seeing my parents and I'm you know go back to my flat so it wasn't it didn't feel like too intense but yeah moving back for lockdown the first honestly the first couple of weeks were really hard um I just I think my family had like in a weird way and I think this is one of the weird like backlashes of having I guess you being the eldest child having what what is called eldest child syndrome and then having to adapt almost the other way around which is what I'm trying to do now I got back and they've they've obviously figured out their life patterns and their routines without me like in the last you know since I moved out last year they've obviously got into routine where like I don't I'm not part of their daily like equation anymore or routine and they don't rely on me as much as I just always assumed they had and they did for, for years but like obviously I'm not there so they've had to figure out how to just get on with things and coming back into that I was like I I don't know where I fit in here like that it's obviously my family home and it's my family but like it was like I felt like I'd grown and changed so much with my freedom and then to come back and be like I don't know where I belong in this house in my house was so strange it was really odd honestly it yeah like, I can imagine yeah it was it was quite yeah the first weeks were hard like there were a lot of arguments because I think people like my sisters were like and just even my parents in general were just like trying to adjust to me being there mm-hmm. and I was trying to adjust to like again being back home and sort of being like what you know like I've it's been a while since I've been here and they've got their own life what, how do I fit into this like do I still have the same responsibility I used to have or no um and it actually led to like quite a few arguments with my siblings because I think they at points feel like I was being quite overbearing whereas I feel like for me it was like you know stepping back into my natural role of being the eldest and sort of being the leader and a bit of the bossy one which just naturally comes with the territory obviously and then I think they were like now like why why are you why are you in our faces so much and I was like oh I'm sorry I'm the eldest this is this is what I do and they're like no you don't need to do this anymore and I'm like oh where do I fit then this is all I've done <laughs> this, <laughs> this is, is what all I've done I know. it's like you have no identity and I think that's the thing um you know I think a lot one thing that a lot of um the girls um kind of struggle with is the idea that when they leave how's the family gonna function and yeah. we're always trying to reiterate the fact that if you leave, everyone is going to be fine. Like, the house is not going to burn down. No <laughs> one's going to get kidnapped. Like, everyone's going to eat their food because we're human and we're going to do things for ourselves. But I think the fact that they had us there doing those things, obviously, if someone's going to pamper me and do everything for me, I'm not going to decline. Yes. So I think it's the idea that now that you're back you were back in the house for lockdown I think you you were probably also confused like where do I stand here now and they've kind of grown and gotten used to not having you there all the time yeah I think that's similar because sometimes I'm like not gonna lie I miss them depending on me and um, and being the older sister and you know doing things but then sometimes I'm like oh thank god freedom so 
that's the weird feeling, isn't it? When you when you've come out not come out the other side, but when your siblings especially have grown up a bit as well, and like you say, you've got a bit of space from them, and then you're like, but I'm so I'm so used to them relying on me. Like I don't know what to do now. They don't like I'm like where. Yeah, who am I? Like, what? You what have no identity in this family if you don't need me anymore. <laughs> it's like, take me back. Yeah. <laughs> How old are your sisters? Um, so I'm I'm 27. My that one's 26 and one's 22. So we're quite roughly, close. You're quite close, yeah. Yeah. So um, the the one that's 26, the second oldest. Yeah. Has she had to take on your role when you left or did they just continue with everyone where they were previously? That's a good question. I I think because the little one is also now an adult, I don't think so in the same way because they're both like, yeah, they're both grown ups now and they've kind of just, I don't think they've had to, yeah do that sort of taking on anything I think in a weird way maybe the timing of me leaving was just after the little one graduated so they're all at home now and so and they're working and you know going out and doing their thing and I think so it's like maybe that role isn't really needed anymore like I feel yeah. I feel mm-hmm. like that's when I when I moved back and it, I felt like a bit out of place it's because no one needs that no one needs that and and yeah and the last few months since then I've been really trying to process it because I'm like but then what does that say about me? Like, that's that was my role in the family. Yeah. And if you don't you don't need an 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 eldest anymore in that same sense, then what do I do? Like, yeah. So um, <laughs> well, I think you'll find that as time goes, um I don't think you'll never not be needed. I think the it will come in different areas of your life. Um mm-hmm. so let's like for example it's we're gonna be at an age where all are, all of us are married and then they'll be coming to you for advice on marriage, etc. Cause you're the oldest and you're supposed to know all these things or <laughs> Am I? <laughs> I know, right? In theory, but in practice it's a different thing. Yeah. Um so I think um like when we were younger it was more like domestic kind of things for me personally like cooking for them babysitting um making sure that they have their baths etc but for example now my brother is 18 and my sister's 14 and the problems that I'm hearing now is how they're not getting along with our parents or parents done this like can you talk to your mom like can you talk to your dad I'm thinking we have the same mom but we have the same dad why yeah. is your mom? <laughs> so, so it's kind of the roles reversing and it's more not reversing but the the needs are changing so yeah. it's, more, it's like more adulty stuff now and I'm like oh my god you're you were like four not long ago and now you're asking me about you need to talk to your dad like so I yeah. think you're. I don't think you're. You've retired from eldest daughter duties. I think it will Damn. come. <laughs> <laughs> I think it will definitely come um, in due time. And the fact that nothing like they're not coming to you. I, I guess no news is good news because that means like their lives are going well and they're happy, etc. I hope. So um, I guess that's a that's a good thing. That's um, true. I think so. Yeah. No, I was just going to add, like, the, about the difference between it, the kind of 
consciousness of like being the eldest and like those kind of like more obvious responsibilities and like you're right like I think for me those have kind of ended like I don't have to like cook for everyone or like look you know babysit because they've all grown up and that role doesn't exist in that way but I think the unconsciousness of it is kind of what I've been thinking about over over the last few months a lot and I think that still exists because because it's funny because I think my parents have even noticed like during lockdown they'd be like why are you always worrying about us we're fine like you know and, and when I started moving back into my flat again slowly like you know just getting used to being back out again and I was always texting and you know just checking in and it is a scary time anyway so I feel like I'm trying to <laughs> you know it's a weird time to be living but yeah. um you know just checking in a lot and they'd be like why are you and, and my sister told me my mum would be like oh my god why is she stressing about us so much we're fine we're like nothing wrong with us and I'm like well that's like ingrained in who I am yeah and like and then even my sisters would be like why are you worried you know stop stop trying to you know solve all the problems like we're growing up and I'm like cool and then I take a step back because they've told me to and then they'll come to me and then just rant at me and I'm like mm, you told me <laughs> yeah, to like, go away but you're still here <laughs> like you can't you know and then so it's, it's an interesting one because I think yeah subconsciously you're right I think I'm always gonna we're always gonna be in that role even if consciously the, I think the, you need to learn to um sit on your hands and not do anything <laughs> it's so hard. <laughs> just be like unless they tell me like obviously do your normal check-ins etc but unless they come to you like, girl, we need to talk, we need yeah. to um, then be like, assume that everything is okay. But hopefully, I think the longer that you're out from the house, the longer you're independent and, you know, it will become easier and you won't be like, how's everyone doing? Is everyone alive? Have you all eaten? Have you all like <laughs> drunk water? <laughs> And they're literally like, go away. Like, I'm like, what? Jeez, leave us alone. Yeah, basically, that's I, what happens. I, I would sing, like, do you know that? It's none of my business, and none of my business. No, no, no. That's what I have to tell myself every time because I'm just like, actually, you know what? I've, I would, I can only imagine how annoying it would be if, it, if the shoe was on the other foot. Like, if I had a sibling who was always like, oh, so what are you doing now? What's happening now? So I was just like, you know what? Let me just let me just fall back. And life is already complicated enough, I think, being the age that we are and the time that we are. I'm like, you know what? Let me just take some of that energy and focus it back on myself and let me just kind of ask myself those questions. Like I find that sometimes when I don't want to ask myself those questions, I find it easier to go and like dig at them and be like, oh, so what's happening here? And what are you doing here? And blah, blah, blah. So I'm like, actually, do you know what? Let me refocus that and just be like, what are you doing, Hannah? Yeah. What's our goal for the week? What's our goal for the... Do you get what I mean? Yeah. I think I think you're so right. Like, oh, in, so interestingly, like, I think I mentioned when we were chatting before this podcast about, like, eldest child syndrome and, like, the fact that it's an actual thing. Like, it's, I mean, I don't know, linked to, like, mental health and, like, you know, a psychological, like, um, I don't know, series of, I guess, characteristics. And it was actually... I didn't know it was a thing until um, my my therapist brought it up a few months ago. And she was like, you have got this so bad. And I was like, what is this thing? I don't understand. And it is... It's kind of what we've been talking about this whole time. It's just that... It's that mentality that even if you don't have that responsibility anymore, you can't step out of that role. Like, you're still... You're so... it's, It's made you who you are, right? Like, who we are now is because we were the eldest children and we were you know given these responsibilities and expectations for however long and 
even if you have you know you've managed to like either move out or get your own space or do your own thing and you know be a bit more healthy about that attachment that's still there and that's still going to shape like how you view the world and how you view yourself and we've been talking about how to do exactly what you were just talking about Hannah which is like okay we'll separate yourself from that and put your energy towards yourself because you've never really done that you've you spent your whole life again whether consciously or unconsciously but like worrying about everyone else like you have the world's responsibilities on your shoulders again whether they've put it there or not you've kind of done it to yourself because of the eldest child you just take that on and then I've been spending a lot of time this year and I think since I've moved out trying to be like what about me and what about my what what I want and what I you know need from my life and what I want to achieve and like my own mental health and things like that and we've been exploring a lot of that and I didn't I didn't I just didn't even know that was a thing like I hadn't even consciously thought that me happening you know you know one chooses to be the eldest you can't choose that that's just you know nature but like you don't really think about how just like that chance of being born first can affect you and the way you look at life so much so yeah I've been it's been really interesting to the last few months to to start thinking about it from that perspective and like how can I yeah how can you say channel your energy because again it comes with that guilt it's like but I'm not meant to be happy about myself yeah it's a lot of of guilt Uh, but I just wanted to ask so was it I've got two questions actually yeah firstly was it a conscious thing about finding a therapist and going to therapy and doing all of that work and then secondly just kind of going back to what you said like no one chooses to be the eldest if you did have a choice would you choose to be the eldest oh wow I mean that's a really good question um I guess coming to to your first one yes it was a conscious decision um interestingly I I think I probably needed to go for years but like I only started going back in January this year and I think it was because I moved out like I said about a year ago and I think having the space to really start thinking about myself more made me realize this is something I need to do for me like I just don't think it it had kind of popped into my head but I'd just been it just felt too overwhelming a step but I think then having a couple of two three months to to live out and to you know have more space for myself and it sort of made me think okay this is what I need to do if I want to prioritize myself now so it was it was a very sort of it felt like the most selfish thing I've ever done in my life and I don't know what that says a lot about again you know whether it's linked to being the eldest or other things but like honestly the most selfish thing I've ever done is look into that and find therapists and commit to it and have that space to just talk about me and nothing else um so yeah that was definitely a conscious thing highly recommend it I know you guys have been like crowdfunding for for therapy and I think it's so important and and that's where that's where like she outlined this she's like so much of the way you view the world and like yourself and your your goals for yourself and your self-esteem is tied to this like feeling of responsibility and guilt that you've got from feeling like you need to look after everyone else and the, the important bit being like the feeling like because she's like no one's telling you this anymore you're you're old enough now your siblings are old enough no one is telling you to do these things anymore you're telling yourself like you've got to the stage where you're putting that on yourself before anyone else has and that's like a whole other thing that you need to learn to detach from so yeah that was quite eye-opening <laughs> to to kind of listen to and, and to process um your other question 
was about um, would I choose to, which I think is a really interesting one. Um, do you know what? Growing up, and I still think about this a lot, like a lot of my friends are youngest siblings, like they've got older siblings and they've gone off and you know, done their thing, whatever. And I've, I grew up so jealous of them. Um, and even now, sometimes like they're this, my friends are the same age as me, and they've got like obvious like older siblings who you know do things and you know whatever. And I'm still like super jealous because they've got that person to just go to and be like, "Look, this is happening. What do I do?" Or just to like vent at and feel like they can take the responsibility off their shoulders. And I've never had that, and I don't really have a figure like that in my life. And I've always. Uh, yeah even since I think especially since like secondary school I was like you've got an older sibling who's already done the GCSEs so you can ask them about that or like you know you've got someone who's I don't know had a relationship breakup so you can ask I don't have anyone and like it makes me sound really bitter right really saying this out loud but like I did but I don't know I really did feel that like and even some days when like they'll mention you know oh my sibling took me out here or whatever and I'm like it's not the same dynamic when you're the eldest like it's just not and yeah so I've always I've always been a bit jealous of it so sometimes I do wonder what it would be like to not be the eldest like if I had an older sibling or if I'd been born in a different order like um what I'd love to I'd love to experience it for the day and I wonder if it if it did it would make any difference to like the way Experience for the day. <laughs> I would be the youngest child for the day, and everyone, everyone like that. I don't think I would change it. You know, I really, really? no. I feel like looking at my siblings. I love them, but they can be so bloody useless sometimes. <laughs> like I feel like I've gotten certain traits from. I feel like being an eldest daughter is a character builder like oh yeah I've achieved I feel like a lot of things I've achieved because of like the personality that comes with being an elder's daughter like being resilient um being like on it all the time like risk-taking etc and I feel like my I'm not gonna I think my siblings really struggle in life like they're very take their time I mean everything has its pros and cons but I, I don't think I would change. Maybe it's because I know I'd, I can never change it anyway, so. <laughs> no, I think I was like, no, I think um, I really, I don't, I think because, and also I love them so much. Um, yeah. I don't, I am more than happy to do it for them. And I think my problem is in being an eldest sister. It's more the daughter part where, because it's not my siblings that are making me do all these things. It's usually my parents. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think I I wouldn't change it because I would do it for them like again and again. But I wish I had a choice of if I wanted to do it, I can be like, yes, not being thrown in there, like, girl, wipe some asses and nappies. <laughs> I think for me, it's a bit of both. Um, and the sense that, uh, yes, when it comes to doing shit and getting shit done, I find it very easy to just kind of 
you know, doing my thing. I don't like waiting around for people. That that whole kind of shebang. I get that. But also, I would like to have an older sister because I do have an older brother. Um, but we've just taken very different paths. So he's he's good in the sense I can talk to him about my parents. But I would love to have an older sister who I could ask the questions to and yeah. in a way that it's safe because so I've got two sisters. I've got so I've four brothers, two sisters, but my sisters are a lot younger. So one of my sisters is five years younger than me. And it doesn't seem that much in the grand scheme of things, but like she's in her early 20s and it's just like a completely different ball game and my other sister's 12 so it's like you know it's not really like the same and I find that a lot of my friends are either the same age or younger and there was a point where I had a lot of older friends and like just being when I was doing my master's I was the youngest in the course and it was nice having the older friends because it was like older sisters and I think that's what I miss so if I that's kind of my next aim is to find some friends who are a bit older who I feel safe talking to because it's not the same when you're working like with your work colleagues and stuff yes they're older but I can't go to them and be like hey so uh how do I do my hair like this and shit like that just little things honestly just little things um so I would like I would like that so for me a a bit of a bit of both I think it's it's weird yeah I really like I really like what you've both said actually I think Yes, and what you said about um, just loving them so much. Like I, I think like you're so right. I'm saying all this stuff. Like I love, I love to experience it for a day. But ultimately, like I'm so proud of them, and I feel so protective of them. And whether they get irritated, they're like, Ugh, you're so annoying, you're so cheesy around it. But I'm like, honestly, like I wouldn't change that for the world. So I completely um empathize with that and if they ever listen to this they're gonna be like oh she's so annoying um but it's so true um and Hannah I think you're right like with I think for me it was just like that the reason I get like a bit jealous is just like I'd love that someone to like I guess mentor me but just someone to to because I think one of the the well the downsides maybe of being the oldest it's just like you you are doing everything first and you are trying to figure it out on your own and sometimes it's like I have no idea what I'm doing and you 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 make choices that you think are right and your parents because they grew up in a different generation and you know like just have a different experience of the world pretty much very unlikely to know the answers right so you kind of just you're you're going out into the world on your own and I think it's that it's just I'd love I would have loved to have had an older sibling to sort of be like, "Hun, you're doing good. Like, relax." <laughs> or you, or you, or maybe exactly. not, and be like, "Yeah," exactly. and exactly. to call you out. Yeah, exactly. And the other side of that is to be like, "Actually, maybe you're being a bit stupid now, or whatever," and just like, kind of, just have my back in that way. And it's just mm-hmm. I've never experienced that, and I think I've always, I think, I think it's that that constant feeling of being like on the edge like I I don't I don't know I don't know what the answer is (laughs) like someone tell me what the answer is please um and kind of feeling like again even explicitly or implicitly like your siblings are paying attention um again whether they've grown up or not like my 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 two are both grown up they're both adults they're both my (laughs) team do you see what I mean I've turned like I sound like a mum now (laughs) 
um god I feel so old um but yeah like yeah um, and every, again it's one of those things that's like whether implicit, explicitly or not like every decision I make will affect them in some way you mm-hmm. know so it's like I need and now, and now it's come to the relationships part of my life like careers and stuff um you know we all kind of settled in and I, I did a career that was non-traditional for a South Asian but um (laughs) we're here now and I feel like that also helped both my sisters again implicitly feel like they could do what they wanted to do because I Mm -hmm. was you know my I think my parents wanted me to be a lawyer and I am definitely not a lawyer so you know um I think it's that and now it's like oh she's 27 she's getting married soon I think like I'm very conscious that they probably don't care. My sisters probably don't care, but I feel like whatever decision I make with regards to that or whatever happens in that part of my life, like will have an effect on what they do in terms of mm-hmm. if I, if I fight for something that's not again, you know, culturally accepted or whatever, or, or, or mm-hmm. if I don't will set the tone for what they can do with their relationships and what they feel comfortable with. Because again, it's that like, you know this generation and trying to you know someone described our generation as being the transformative one because we're like the in-between between Mm. our parents being immigrants or you know or or, you know us growing and us either being born here or growing up here and trying to figure out like how to navigate between like britain and like british culture whatever whatever british culture is is that thing i don't know but um and our own like um you know cultural backgrounds and traditions and expectations and we're the generation mm-hmm. that's going to determine what happens next and what happens to our kids um and where our culture goes um and I feel I feel like that's like the next step now is like that relationship pressure I'm like oh um mm-hmm. because again as the eldest you've got to got to do it all first oh it's scary <laughs> I'm not gonna lie because now yeah like I've, I've said it um, I've said it before now now that I'm married my mum was a bit like oh I feel easy I feel like I can die because you'll be able to do it for the others because you know what to do now and I'm like what the fuck we're kind of pressure yeah no I was just a bit like okay she was like well I know that you know by the time your 12 year old sister gets married you would know what to do and I'm like no ma'am please <laughs> don't leave me um it is true but I, I I wanted to kind of pick up on um SAS and what you're doing with SAS yeah um so if you could like explain to us what it is that you do with the, with the um community um and as well as if you think being the eldest kind of impacted or kind of encouraged or helped you form the community because I think obviously with us being the eldest we wouldn't be able to have the community that we do unless yeah. we were but um Yasin and I tend to like think that eldest daughters go into certain careers or cert- they'd start doing like certain projects and things because of because they're the oldest and what with the kind of stuff that they've learned being the eldest so I just wanted to touch on that so like what what SAS is and what you do and if being the eldest kind of impacted that yeah, um, I mean, that's a re- really good question, actually, and not one I've, I've really thought about. So, um, but I guess, yeah, starting with SAS, so stands for South Asian Sisters Speak. We are a community platform um, and 
uh, yeah, founded back in 2016. Um, so it was myself and my friend Sherwin, we kind of co-founded it together. Um, and we, it was created because we'd both been separately blogging about our experiences as South Asian women, like in the UK and like how we're sort of navigating life. Um, and now that you've kind of said that, Hannah, it's quite interesting because I do think a lot of what I was blogging about, so I think the specific one that sort of led to me meeting Sharon and, and creating SAS was about, I'd just gotten back from India and visiting some families from, from a really tiny village in India. And basically my cousins and my aunts were around the same age. This was obviously a few years ago now, so I was in my early 20s. Um, they were all married and had kids. And everyone was going to me, why aren't you why aren't you married with kids? Like, what is, what is going on? Like, you know, and, and the contrast between my family who are still in India and in those of us who've like migrated to this country is different because I wasn't getting that pressure then. I am now, but that's a different thing. Um, but like in my early twenties, I was not getting that pressure to be like be married with kids and stuff. And I wrote a blog about my experience of like, well, what if, what if I had been born in India and what if I had stayed there? Like, my life as a woman would be so different and the pressures are even though they're my family like we're you know related um but they've just had completely different life circumstances and it's been a bit of chance and a bit of luck that I happen to be born here and I'm same age as them and I've had a different experience so yeah um that's I kind of wrote about that and then a mutual friend was like oh you and Sharon are like both blogging about the same things you guys should meet up and chat and it turns out like we live like five minutes around the corner from each other and met up and talked and we were like that experience that like as a as a South Asian woman in this like as I was kind of saying like the transformative generation that in-between generation where either you're an immigrant or your parents were immigrants and you've come here and you're like I don't know how to navigate this now I've got my you know culture and my traditions um, that come from my parents and my family and I've got and I'm going to school in the UK where things are viewed very differently and it's like how do you navigate all of that and how do you talk about it freely because those aren't conversations I could have with my parents um, or you know any other adults in my family so yeah we decided to create um, well we, we, we kicked off with like a, a panel event just talking about that experience what that means um, you know crossing over into sort of yeah, family, relationships, beauty, um, self-esteem, like so many different um, paths that kind of opened up. And yeah, it kind of kicked off from there. And we've done we've done quite a few panel events now and like identity. And we did a mental health one earlier this year. That was our last event before lockdown. Um, we've done one on like history and South Asian history. We're both really like into history and culture. And so we've like you know, done panel events with like historians. Um, and we've also founded the Brown Girls Book Club. So we read books by South Asian female authors and that's kind of brought us a lot of um a lot of new people to us and, you know, we're reading books and we've got to the stage where people are sending us books now from the publishers, which is a bit mad. So, you know, it's it's grown um cr- like crazy over the last few years. Uh, just to say like one of those spaces that I just really need. I think the same way like that Homegirls Unite is one of those spaces that's, yeah, a bit niche, but is just needed and that the people who need it are there, you know? Um, and yeah, coming back to the Eldest Dora thing, I think, yes, I think the reason I was blogging in the first place was because I think as, as the eldest, I was very much aware of like the cultural expectations on me to sort of be like and again the eldest of three girls so I don't have any brothers I don't actually know if I had 
a brother like I, I'm, well, I'm pretty sure he would have a different experience to me and he wouldn't be getting the same pressure because that's just from the cultural background I'm from like boys and girls are just treated differently and you know girls are although now it's like yeah uni job it's still like marriage is the biggest measurement of success for a girl um and yeah so I, eldest of three girls I always kind of knew that I'd be expected to like get married first and have kids first and all of that jazz and like so I think I was very aware and very sensitive to when people like said those things to me and when people even when people would make jokes about like hurry up then when are you going to find someone I'd get really angry and really upset about it because I'm like I'm I've worked so hard for my studies at uni you know I'm I'm trying to build a career and be successful and do all these other things like how dare you imply that all I'm good for or like I'm not going to be worthy or valuable in your eyes until I marry like I hate that idea and I hated that people made me feel like that and yeah so and I think that's a a, a unique experience I have as the eldest my sisters have never had that pressure ever because it won't the spotlight won't come on to them until I'm married because I'm, as the eldest you it's you have to get married first like if I wouldn't care if my sisters got married before me I'd be like great great go for it but I, like my granddad would not have it I can, I can tell you that for a fact he'd be like what that's not how you do things you're the eldest you go first like that is your responsibility um and if it came to it they would like like I don't know about my parents I think my parents are a bit more chill now but maybe my extended family would go out of their way to find me someone before my sisters um so yeah I think I very acutely sort of was, was paying more attention to these like cultural um like yeah these are like implicit like pressures and like the way that people talked about me specifically and I think that really led into needing this space to sort of be like why am I having to feel like this like look how much I've done and and like I want to do why am I only being characterized by whether or not I marry and whether or not I'm you know what is a good Indian girl what is a good South Asian girl according to my elders and according to me and so many other women are feeling that similar feeling like how do you how do you feel accepted by your culture but still do what you want to do like is that even possible anymore like can't you know um is that a thing um or do you have to you know detach from some some things to get what you want um I don't know it's it's a big question but um, yeah and mm. I know I'd say detach because honestly I'm telling you now as soon as you get married they're going to start asking when you're having kids oh God. there's always going to be something like yeah. that, that they're going to ask so for me I, I've been telling people but I had like my little cousins they came around <laughs> yesterday and they're seven and nine right and um so I grew up telling them you know we don't serve men <laughs> and then the seven-year-old was like oh look the woman who said we don't serve men went and got married and I was just like excuse me ma'am <laughs> and the other one was like yeah you're too busy for us now that you got married and I was just like what the fuck I felt so heated and I was just like it's, it's crazy that even for them at the age of seven they can see that marriage means servitude and marriage means this and that. And I was like, okay, do you know what? Now it's like another level having to show them, okay, I am married, but doesn't mean I'm going to be doing a madness. Do you get what I mean? So it's yeah. just every time, every time there's something. So I'm just saying, fuck everyone. <laughs> Let it go. I'll get it. But um, it's hard. 
it is really hard and then I'm glad that you have the community and you're building a community that allows women to come together and talk about this stuff in a safe space in a way that because obviously there are going to be women in our own generation who carry those same thoughts but doesn't mean that we need to dismiss them either I think it's like it's really important that we all kind of sit and talk and try our best together yeah Um, yeah but yeah I think so, you're yeah. right as well like the other side of that I'm coming in really angrily about like marriage and things but like yeah if that's what you want to do you do it that's ultimately yeah. what feminism is right it's like if that's what your choice is great but like <laughs> it's yeah and it, I think I think that's if if you bring that back in I think that's where a lot of that challenge is it's like well women from especially I mean speaking from my background specifically and then you know yeah daughters eldest daughters particularly from so many cultural backgrounds have had this pressure for so long and it's like now we're in an age where we can question that but how do we do that without well is it possible to do that without pissing anyone off I don't know (laughs) is it (laughs) Um, or is someone always going to be pissed off and you just have to accept that and just do it anyway like you know I think that's what I'm still in that like I haven't I haven't decided how how much I want to well I think I think to be fair I think moving out was quite a big pushback so I'll take mm-hmm. that but um that one. yeah it's a big one it's 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 a really confusing thing to navigate because you don't again you don't know what the right answer is you're doing as the eldest you're doing it yourself for the first time and you're like is this right I don't know I <laughs> No, no, it's true. But thank you so much um, for coming on and thank you so much for talking to us. I'm sure we could go on and on. Um, but we'd love to have you back and we'd love to, you know, collaborate with SAS. Let's do a thing. Yes. Yeah. We'll be, it. It'll be really cool. Um, but thank you. Uh, just as a kind of, thank you. As a, just as like a little wrap up, um, any kind of final tips or tricks? For, for other eldest daughters who don't have an older sister um oh I mean I was no. gonna ask you guys that if you had any for me but, <laughs> um I would just say like the your friends are your community as well like mm-hmm. I don't forget that um and actually I think what you said Hannah about like finding people with like if, if you can find people who are a bit older than you great but like you know that's not always possible but like you know yeah your friends are your family as well and to rely on them and to not try not to feel guilty it's really hard but trying to find a space even if it's like five minutes of your day where you don't feel guilty and you can have it for yourself do it because it makes all the difference it really does thank you and I definitely would advise you to relax (laughs) (laughs) than everyone every two minutes (laughs) you're gonna have to organize a course we'll do an event mate i think i should because you lot are here doing up and down up and down me i just leave my life away (laughs) teach me please yeah i would i would pay for that yes (laughs) no thank you where can people find you online um if they want to connect yes um i my personal handles at sheetal underscore Mist M I S T O five on Twitter and Insta, and for SAS, it's at we are underscore SAS on Insta and Twitter as well. So do come find us, um, check us out, and yeah, hopefully we can do something with you guys soon. That would be so cool. Amazing. Um, Thank you so much yeah. for joining us. Thank and you so um, much, you guys, it's been awesome. Yeah.
Yeah, go and relax on this lovely rainy day. <laughs> Thank you. And guys, um sorry, that was really enthusiastic. Um, oh, I said, what news have you got? <laughs> I'm just here to tell you guys to um leave a comment and <laughs> leave a comment and review, please. Thank you. That will be all. And have a good one. <laughs> Um, and also, um, we forgot to we forgot to men. Actually, we didn't forget because I just I just thought about it now. Um, so on Tuesdays, we're gonna start doing. We're gonna start doing Insta lives. Um, thirty minute quick thing where we talk about. Um, eldest daughter's problems and then we're gonna gather around as a group and solve it together so if you have any eldest problems that you want us yeah you think your peers might be able to help you with send it over and then we'll be starting in um, a week or two and so yeah that's kind of what we wanted to say you can reach us at hello at homegirlsunite.com and you can send any problems on there and then we'll try our best. I might send a couple of problems myself. <laughs> Thanks for listening, guys. Have a good week. Bye.